to Asserting the Times. How can we know if we're conducting ourselves properly? Only through his words! We based Berean broadcast. Nothing divides like truth. The truth is important. Give us some men who know the truth. And now, here's Marty and Brother Eric. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That's Proverbs 4, verse 23. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Discerning the Times. This is Marty here with Brother Eric, and we are just a couple of Berean brothers striving to conform our lives to the will and the Word of God. Today we're going to continue our series on unfruitful works of darkness and exposing those unfruitful works of darkness. Uh, in this podcast, we want to kind of piggyback off of our previous podcast where we spoke to some of the gray areas, or adiaphora, if you will, um, and kind of tried to apply these gray areas to a biblical mindset and a biblical worldview and taking them to the scriptures uh, because the scriptures are the truths of God that he has expressed. And we want to bring the issues of the culture and the things of the culture to the word of God. It's so good to be back with you, brother Eric. Why don't you tell us today what we want to focus on in this podcast, Brother Eric. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Um, we want to continue in our series of practicing discernment. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to apply the Word of God to the issues of the day, compare them, uh, compare the culture to what the Word of God has to say. And our premise in doing this is that we are departing, or as or might as well, we are uh, beginning with the premise that the Word of God is relevant for today, and that the Word of God has uh, something to say about the culture today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are operating under the presupposition of the or the assumption, if you will, for those who are more philosophical, <laughs> uh, parting from 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 believing that the Word of God is sufficient. Mm-hmm. It is sufficient uh, that this is this principle is known in in the reform circles as the sola scriptura principle. So yeah. we're trying to be consistent with that principle. Mm-hmm. We believe Amen. that the word of God is consistent, <clears throat> and the word of God is pertinent for today, uh, for the Christian of today. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is we want to draw a contrast between the light and the darkness. That's right. The la- last time we talked about. Um, alcohol, and we ask the question: should, should Christian or can a Christian partake of alcohol? And we uh, try to bring a biblical definition and and set the accent or the emphasis where the Scripture uh, does put it, mm-hmm. right? What the right. what the Scripture sets it, and uh, we said that just clarifying that the Scripture seems to allow the usage of alcohol, but the accent. Is said on the pursuit of holiness. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the scripture says that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit rather than to be drunk, right? And uh, and the issue is not whether having a beer is a sin. Mm-hmm. Having a beer, I don't think it is a sin in and of itself. Uh, but how many beers can you have? You know. I mean, I, I let's was, be realistic when we approach this too, right? Let's be 
not real, not just realistic for realism's sake, but for the scriptural sake. Honest. The realist uh, part uh, th- that applies to scripture. Yes, I mean, if uh, if if we are honest to ourselves, I mean, I was an alcoholic for sixteen years, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, you can have a beer, and but anything after that, it, it will put you in a drunk, drunken. Uh, drunk position it'll, it'll it, it will alter your mind it'll it'll alter your mind mm-hmm. it will it will make you um um well we don't have to go that far right sure the, the sure. laws of men the laws of men consider it one two beers is is already intoxication mm-hmm. you you will be taken to jail if you right. had if you if you blow more than mm-hmm. i think is uh zero point zero point one yeah something. yes yeah. i mean it's a minimal so it's men minimal. can understand that mm-hmm. right so yes if you ask me is uh drinking a beer a sin no is having a glass of wine a sin no it's not a sin getting drunk is a sin mm-hmm. uh, needing it craving it craving it could desiring be, it could be a symptom yeah of a bigger issue mm-hmm. it could be an indicative of a greater issue and that's really what we were uh, after that's what we were trying to deal with mm-hmm. in our last podcast that's right yeah. um, not the fact that you may have a beer you you can i mean yes you know i don't i don't see the scripture forbidding that what i'm concerned is uh the desires and the longings of the heart mm-hmm. as the scripture deals seems to be dealing with that uh, that is where the emphasis uh is clear in scripture right. the desires and the longings of the heart mm-hmm. uh, the call to holiness is not in conflict with christian liberty mm-hmm. and if you see a conflict there that's a, a cause of concern that we must examine ourselves because these principles are not in conflict at all yeah it's like not. we talked about earlier, uh, just to quickly, and this ties into what we're talking about, quickly kind of talk about it is uh, when we talk about Christian liberty, um, I think what we have come to the forefront and these issues are going to, we are, we are dealing in the realm of Christian liberty as well, is that we tend to put liberty before Christian. Um, we tend to focus more on the liberty aspect of Christian liberty than we do the Christian part of Christian liberty. So it's a two there's two words there. And I think we when we have these um assertions that say, you know, you can't you you can't tell me what to do or you can't you can't tell me that these things are sinful, well we're focusing too much on the liberty side of it because and I we talked about this earlier, I think we have an americanized view of liberty where if somebody steps on your property, your first inclination is to shoot them, you know? Yes. Your first inclination is to tell me, tell you them to get off my property. You can't come to them on my property. Uh, so we tend to focus on the liberty, the Americanized Christian liberty portion of that concept. When Christian is Christ-like, as Christ, little Christ is the word that the Romans dubbed, these Christians in a derogatory sense. Yes. So we look more towards the liberty side of it, and we need to be focused on Christ first. Primarily, that first word, Christ is in that liberty, and therefore the liberty that we can enjoy comes out of Christ, and we must never lose that fixed point. We must never lose that anchor that is Christ, brother. I mean, is that a fair statement to say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the... 
liberty and Christ are not in conflict. Mm -hmm. That's that's, that's what we must understand. Um, mm -hmm. But since we're talking about Christian liberty, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the Christian must understand that that liberty will be informed and ruled by the character of him mm -hmm. who we belong to, That's our right. master. That's right. And uh, uh, is I think it's true, some Christians have overset or acquired a Americanized worldview, mm -hmm. a lens through which they filter their concept uh, of liberty. And, mm -hmm. and that right. is detrimental to, to Christian uh to the Christian and, and mm -hmm. Christian growth, growth, and I think we need to point out it's not we're not saying that the America is bad or America is evil. I'm saying we misconstrue the ideas. In other words, the mindset that says I'm free, you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me to be quiet, you can't tell me, take away my guns. Look, the core of our message is Christ and him crucified and you must not deviate from that mindset you must stay f close to Christ while touching these other issues and see if you're going to reach out and 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 touch these issues you got to be remain in Christ and you have to, he has to be your anchor in everything you say and do and see and touch and taste and feel so what I mean to say is it's not that uh, America is bad or having an Amer a paying patriotic is necessarily evil. I'm saying that should not be the how you view the world through a patriotic lens. Your lens should be that of Scripture and that of what Christ, the character of Christ, should be our lens to see these things. Yes, you. something that sometimes happens is that you have a moral construction mm -hmm. Or, or moral set of set of views, a, precon a preconceived ideas of certain biblical concepts. There mm -hmm. are uh, these ideas are informed rather by the culture and the apprehension or experience of the individual, and these are being set over the scripture, mm -hmm. and they become a a filter through which theology is filtered. So therefore, comes in the other side. Uh, a syncretistic worldview, and this is what we talked about in a previous podcast, where we have a <laughs> bad theology. <laughs> yes, yeah, a syncretistic <laughs> theology, uh, and it is because we we have these mores and these social constructions and ideas mm -hmm. that we impose without even knowing into our theology, and they become the hermeneutic principle of interpretation of scripture, and we do this without even knowing that we without, without even realizing that we do this and the only way that we can rise above this uh fallacy is to begin to ex uh, spend time in the word of god and begin to seek to know god in a systematic way and what i mean by that is not a system a preconceived system of ideas imposed into scripture but rather know god in totality, like Steve Lawson said, tota scriptura. Mm -hmm. right? well, that's, that's the sixth yeah. sola that we are missing. <laughs> that uh -huh. scripture alone becomes the source of wisdom mm -hmm. and informs our culture mm -hmm. as Christians. Right, right. As Christians. Right. So what we're going to do today, 
We're going to move on to another yet controversial uh, topic. We already spent almost Not in this podcast. I don't <laughs> think, I don't want no part of that. If we're going to be controversial. Right. I'm just uh, kidding, guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about another controver- controversial issue in the culture. Uh, we begin by asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. Can a Christian watch R-rated movies? Mm-hmm. Right, that's the wrong question. But we're gonna start by that. And we're gonna give yep. a straight answer to that question because right. this will save us a lot of a, a lot of uh, rebuttal and, and a lot of and headache, a lot, a lot of headache and a lot of confusion because we were accused not to land land in with clarity. So, can a Christian watch a narrated movie? The answer to that is it depends. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the. That's the answer to that. It depends because not all are not all R rated movies are the same. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna we're not gonna borrow the, the secular standard mm-hmm. to go about defining right. this question. We're not gonna we're not gonna we're not do gonna that. build our house on sand. Yes. So. Uh, not all R rated R rated movies are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, we have the Passion of the Christ. Right. It is an R rated movie. And it is not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's it's um, pretty close to the biblical description of depiction from yeah. the scripture about the the uh, the 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 last hours of our Savior mm-hmm. uh, during the Passion, mm-hmm. right? And uh, if so, one surveys history, they can see that uh, some may say, "Well, it's just too gratuitous," or right. but we got to understand when we survey history, we understand the Roman I culture. I think it at the fell time. short. Actually. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we we can say that this is a safe depiction because right. or a, uh, a, uh, a, a a an accurate depiction, if not. Yes, yeah, I think it fell short actually <laughs> from from the, what really took place. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we're not gonna buy that premise. We're right, not gonna right. go with a rated um, standard. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna generalize this. We're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, answering the question to make that clear: Can a Christian watch R-rated movies? We gotta say it depends. Mm-hmm. So we're not sure. gonna do that. But we're gonna we're gonna say something that mm-hmm. the reason why we are doing this is because one thing we want to say is this: that movies are not neutral. Right. Okay. That was you, my question that I was yeah. thinking of as someone listening. Well, then are all movies bad, and, and are, yeah. is it is it a sin to watch movies yeah. in general? You know? No, I think the first thing we need to address is we got to set and clear that movies are not neutral. Mm-hmm. Right, they do have an agenda and they do teach something. There is an intent from yes. every producer that has an idea that says, "Man, I got a good idea for a movie." From that, from the birth of that. From that uh, thought, that seed's planted, that seed is nourished, there is an intent. Believe it or not, but there is an intent. Yes, there's right. a worldview behind it, mm-hmm. and movies do teach something. Mm-hmm. And you will be affected by them. Right. By, you will be affected by them, uh, whether you like it or not. Whether <laughs> you realize it or not, you right. will be affected. So that's really one of the things that we must... Uh, from the offset in the conversation, establish mm-hmm. they are not neutral. They right. do teach. So the question is, therefore, now that we establish this, um, what are the dangers mm-hmm. of exposing our minds? And, it, and from the biblical perspective, is it 
does it matter? Can I, as a Christian, expose myself to whatever and come out the other side mm -hmm. unscathed right. or unaffected? Right. Uh, can not do, burned up by the fire, so to speak. Can yes, like somebody said, you know, can somebody hold fire to his breast and not be burned? Right. Um, is it is there danger? Yes, there there mm -hmm. it is. There it is danger from the biblical perspective. We are called to guard our hearts. For example, the verse you read at the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, the Proverbs, uh, the Proverbs says, keep your heart with all, with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. Right? That's the idea. Why is the proverb keeping, uh, calling us to keep our heart? And what is the heart, biblically speaking? It is the self. It includes the mind. No, the mind, will, and emotions. It is It is the ontological argument. It is the ontos. It is the question of being. The essence of, of a being. The heart. That's what it is in mind. So, what the proverb is telling us is that we must keep our hearts, not just lightly, but with all, with all diligence. But why? And the answer is in the in, uh in the rest of the verse, mm -hmm. it says, For from it, referring to the heart, flow the springs of life. And that is why the scripture speaks about the regeneration of the heart. Mm -hmm. Because God, the Creator, knows that there will be no salvation in an individual unless the heart is affected. Mm -hmm. Our Lord said it like this. The, that it was not what a man ate or drank. And clarification, when when the Lord speaks of drinking, is not alcohol that is a mind. Because there is another clause, another part of Scripture where that alcohol is addressed. Mm -hmm. But he's talking about drinking with unclean hands and all these things, all mm -hmm. these practices are in the context, right? Yep. Uh, the, the Lord is addressing, but He's saying it's not what a man eats and drinks that defiles him, but what comes out of his mouth, because out of the heart the mouth speaks. Mm, that's right. So what is in that's the right. heart is the issue. Uh, that's it really is not again, but the and the argument was, uh, you know, I that it's not what goes in the person's mouth that defiles him, but what comes out. Right. But you spoke to something very crucial that we need to understand that it's not. A, yeah, in a sense. And really, this is in terms of, of Jesus was referring to what you said, the practices, the ceremonial practices. Yes. But the core of the issue is what is what is in your heart? What's being pulled down at the bottom of your mind, will, and emotions? What is settling down there? Just like sediment in a river, you have riverbanks that form, and you have rivers that are riverbeds that are formed through sediment yes over time the water picks up these sediments these pieces of of, of minerals and things and they're deposited at certain points in the river yeah debris. Well, what's being deposited at the pool of your heart what's being deposited that is a very crucial point you just mentioned is yeah. that yeah yeah i can i can i can watch these things but something's going in your heart something's going in and there's going to be traces trace elements of whatever you're watching that will be deposited over time and there's going to be build up is that something uh is that kind of on the same lines brother 
Yes, but we cannot speak of this any further without clarifying um, one point. Mm -hmm. We must understand that we are saved by grace. Amen. And Amen. that all all true believers, God's elect, are eternally secured. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that's not what we're talking about here. No. We're not we're not hinting that if you watch these things you somehow will lose your salvation. It's not what we're mm -hmm. saying. Just to clarify. But indeed we want to call for self-examination and discerning comes back to the desires of the heart. Mm -hmm. And what should be the cause of concern, assuming that we are indulging in things that are not profitable and things that are fruits of darkness, things that are goes against the knowledge of Christ, assuming that that is what is happening, my question would be, or my concern would be, what are the cravings of these things indicating to? What are the cravings of these things are indicating to? Mm -hmm. I'm concerned to the, with those desires. Yeah. Why do I want to watch these things? And why do I think I, I need to partake of these things? Am I partaking of these things because I'm a, I'm a very mature Christian who is still yet to be well trained and know the Word of God and, mm -hmm. and, and, and not know that these things are not for me to partake of? And I mm -hmm. will be concerned that actually my, my spirit is not grieved mm -hmm. with these things because yeah. what the Scripture teaches us is that the Holy Spirit is at work within us, sanctifying us, replacing the longings and desires of our hearts for holy things. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and that's why uh, we have uh, said that sanctification, it is a synergistic process mm -hmm. where the Spirit works with our desires, okay? The Spirit works with our desires, but at the same time, those desires are the product of the regenerating power of God mm -hmm. by the Word of God through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because God has given us a new mind and a new heart. Exactly. He's given us a new heart, thereby our mind, will, and emotions have changed, or He's un uncovered or unlocked. The, long, the longings, what right. we love has changed fundamentally. Right, right. And that is the experience of every believer. This mm -hmm. is not... This is not a uh, something that some only some, some experience, experience some don't. at the yeah. very fundamental level of regeneration exists the the changing of the mm -hmm. desires of the heart yeah. and it and this do stem from the fundamental reality that every believer truly loves Christ mm -hmm. and his word and this is precious this is a precious he's precious to this us. is a precious uh, notion that we're talking about that God has regenerated you. So backing up real quick uh, to the uh, to the notion of guarding our heart. It's interesting because in the in the Hebrew, the word guard, to quote Vodibakum, kind of his style, means to guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, that's what it means. Um, so we when you have if you have a security guard or a policeman or somebody that's commissioned to guard something. Um, they're trained to spot discrepancies. They're trained to spot elements of danger. So a security guard that's commissioned to guard a, tre a, 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 a treasure that's precious, 
so a museum type of thing. They in a museum you have these jewels, you have all these rare relics, and they're so precious, and and they commission the security guard to guard them. What would you think of a security guard that fell asleep and just kind of and and did not know who was coming in and out of the museum or the place where this treasure is? Well, I'd say that that he was very lax and not a very good security guard. However, you have someone that's a watchman, which uh, the word that word guard is derived from a watchman, and what a watchman does is he is on alert, on high alert, and he is scouring and and and, and observing and being keen and being aware and staying awake, even at night, even in the, the darkest hour, he stays awake to 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 observe and discern and figure out what. Am I, is there any elements of danger that I need to be aware of and is aware on high alert? And so when we see that there is, like you said, the synergistic or, syn- syn- or not syncretism, but synergy that happens in sanctification is that we should be on high alert when these movies and these things uh, come up on the horizon. And we should be able to spot them from a distance and say, this, this may be dangerous. Yes. And I must not allow for the sake of caution because I don't know. I need to. It's like, well, do you have a, do you know, do you have a clearance? Right. Well, can you, you can come in the museum, but do you have clearance? Let me see your ID, right? Yeah. Let me see your ID. Well, we need to be asking those questions to the culture and to the things that, uh, such as movies. What we're talking about today is let me see your ID. What is what are you teaching me? See, this is kind of the, an idea developed earlier when you talked about movies teach. Yes. What am I being taught? Yeah, what's the what worldview? What does the Christian being taught by watching this? What is the worldview behind it? You know, I'd be concerned with the watchman who does not watch. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the, the Lord, it's so simple, man. It's so simple. Yes, but the the, the Lord truth. speaks of this. He uh, John chapter ten. He says that the higher link mm-hmm. sees the wolf come, mm-hmm. and he runs away, and he he forsakes the the sheep mm-hmm. because he's a higher link. But the shepherd lays his life down My, for the sheep. Amen. And you will say, well, you know, this is talking about the congregation and pastors and all that. Yes, indeed, by the principles which stands. If we if we do not uh, care even for our souls and what we put in, in our souls, that would be an indicative of a, of a greater condition, a greater issue. And if we do not care for our souls, how much more should we care for others Souls, right, so we're right. not qualified to even take care of our own souls. Mm-hmm. He who is faithful in little shall be faithful in much. Mm-hmm. Right now, somebody will say, "Well, you know, I'm regenerated, therefore I can watch these things and come out the other side unscathed mm-hmm. or unaffected." Uh, that is ludicrous. I that, agree. That, that is I ludicrous. Agree. That that is that is at That's, best very naive, mm-hmm. very naive, because. The accent and the emphasis of Scripture is set before us to guard our hearts. Right, right. And regeneration... I like what Psalm 101 says. Psalm 101 verse 3 says, I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. So right there, we see the watchman on high yeah. alert. 
saying, and, and, and regeneration does not void this psalm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the principle said before us here. Right. That is to say, regeneration. This, this verse goes coincides. Yeah, yeah. Regeneration, with regeneration is not a is not a vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's not a vaccine. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's that syndrome that the 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 I'm already done did that mm-hmm. syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. I got the car. I'm vaccinated. I'm immune to sin. I'm now. immune to 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 wickedness. <laughs> I can expose myself to it and yeah. and, and, and come in the come out of, come out the other side unscathed or yeah. unaffected by mm-hmm. that. That's ludicrous. It is. It is you know? very deep. because these proverbs and these psalms uh, are given to us by God. And they're relevant to us as believers. Because so, if that was true, then there's no need for God to admonish us to, to regenerate guard our hearts. Our heart, to, re, to, 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 to renew there, our minds. There's no need for that. That's the logical implication is to yes. say, well, if regeneration is the end-all be-all and you're vaccinated and you're good to go, you're set. You can do, yeah. do what thou wilt. Yeah. Then, then, then we don't need to apply these scriptures at all. There's no need for those. They are... Uh, pseudographia, if you, you will. You, you know? already, pa- yeah, you already arrived. You passed the test. Yeah, you already, <laughs> you already vaccinated. You already arrived. There is no need for the renewing of the mind. And none of these things whatsoever. If yeah. you, if you want to say that, so that argument falls on its it, face. Yes, it is. It is. It is silly. It's really naive. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, and and the reason why we are premising this before we we we. Draw out of this the, is probably a two-parter, so yeah. get ready. <laughs> this the is probably going to turn we into are, a two-part uh, podcast. Uh, doing this is because before we draw out an example of the mm-hmm. culture in Hollywood, uh, first we need to make sure that we are clear in what we are saying. Mm-hmm. For example, in, in, in Psalm 1, the psalmist speaks about a man who's blessed. A man who's blessed. And... We must understand the concept, the Hebrew concept of blessedness. Uh, the Hebrew concept, the word Barak, mm-hmm. means to be amply provided by God, being in the presence of God, lacking nothing. That's what it means mm-hmm. to be blessed. So, the psalms, be- the, so- the psalmist begins to work in describing what makes a man to be blessed. Mm-hmm. What yep. what constitute blessedness? That's what the psalmist is doing in Psalm 1. And he says that the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked is a man who's blessed. Now, the Hebrew language is very graphic. You know, mm-hmm. it's very, it's very uh, down picturesque. to earth, picturesque, because it's the, 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 the language of herdsmen. This is day-to-day language. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. word walk... When it says, blessed is the man who walks not, means walking. <laughs> it means yep. that. Yep. It, it means that. Shout but, out to Vody Bakum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It means walking and walking in a council of the wicked. Mm-hmm. Coming back to what we said, movies do counsel, movies do teach. So the question is, what am I being taught, like mm-hmm. you said? Right. What am I Amen. being presented with here? Yeah. That's what the Christian must always deal with when uh, uh, interacting with with media mm-hmm. with, in general, and in, in this case, uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the questions. 
that that should be in the front in the frontlets of our mind right uh, Psalm one, mm-hmm. right? Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Mm-hmm. So immediately, I do ask myself: Is this wickedness that I'm witnessing? Mm-hmm. Am I exposing myself to wickedness? Because if I am, I am walking outside the circle of protection of God. Mm-hmm. And then again, and all you have to do is read. You don't even have to push play yet. Yes. Do you? Again, with the frontlets of our eyes, Psalm 1, we use this as a lens to look through it. Read the cover. Do some research. Yes. We push play and hope that somehow that, you know, oh, this, I'm going to, and there's nothing, and I'm going to get to that. We may get to that in another podcast. And the next podcast is is scanning and, and maybe, and being the, the, the guardian for our home and discerning whether this is appropriate or not and getting to that but you read the back of the thing and ask yourself, is this something that a Christian should partake in? But, yes. I mean, you don't have to just blindly go into something, I'm going to watch this or whatever and put it on and just think, you know, then, then think everything's going to be fine. At, at the very least, we should be, uh, uh, like like I said, there's training involved with a security guard to train the spot. Dokimatsu we talked about a long time ago right. in our podcast is... Being able to spot the discrepancies and the differences, yeah, practicing in the little, discernment. Yeah, so so use that as do, do not walk into the counsel of the wicked yeah. without at first having done some preparation, some sort of of, of filtering, pre-filter, if you will, not even filtering, but pre-filter. I think just a side note. I want again to remind us that if you think that. Calling to the sermon is a threat to your Christian liberty. Uh, you have wrong theology because you must your understand. Focus is, is yes, off. yes, you're more you're more concerned in preserving your Christian liberty that you're not hearing the biblical counsel mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Psalm one is in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. but just because in this other side we have now a greater revelation of Christ. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that this psalm is not valid for us. Right, right. Okay, let and us And it goes back that. to say you can't, this is not pseudographia. This yes. is not apocrypha literature. Yeah. This is inspired by the Lord. Yes. And we cannot discount yeah. that at the sake of liberty, at right. the sake of Christian well, liberty. D- liberty and discernment are not in conflict. Liberty and Christ, liberty and Christ are not in conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Regeneration and livery are not in conflict. Mm-hmm. All these are harmonious principles. They work as a unit, mm-hmm. part of our salvation. And we do a disservice if we say that they, if we pit, try to pit one against the other. We do a disservice and uh, to the Word of God, yes, to our Lord and Savior, when yes. we try to pit these two against each other. Exactly. So. As a side note, right? Mm-hmm. So, that being said, immediately, therefore, we must, therefore, remember then that movies do teach. So, we must, therefore, remember the warning of the psalmist in this case, telling us that a man who is blessed is him who does not expose himself to the counsel of the wicked. Mm-hmm. And it says, nor... Nor does he sit in the seat of the scoffers. That's another category there that we must consider. Mm-hmm. 
because there are a lot of movies that scoff at Christ mm -hmm. and not necessarily in a direct, open way, but they raise ideas that tower themselves against the knowledge of Christ. Yep. You know, that's that's an issue. That is an issue. Mm -hmm. Where where unbiblical pagan worldviews are being towered mm -hmm. that do raise themselves against the knowledge of Christ. Yeah. And sometimes it's in, in a way of simply ignoring the biblical worldview or blaspheming yeah. the name of Christ. That's right. And that's important. It that's important, important to recognize. It is important to recognize mm -hmm. because they're scoffing. Yep. They're scoffing at God. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we must be discerning of these things. It's it's interesting because uh, I'm remembering when I took my children through Psalm one uh, during our home discipleship and our family worship time. Um, something interesting I pointed out to them was that. When you look at the active words in these this passage, the action words are walk, sit, and stand, right? And the inclination that I gathered was to walk in the way of sinners is to knowing you're you're walking. It's an action. You're taking an action. So if you walk in the path of sinners, you are actively walking. You're actively sitting in the seat of scoffers. Yeah, you know this, what I'm saying? There's an active yeah, participle the, behind these it. These two verses are assimilating or portraying to us a fellowship with these things. Now, Nailed somebody it. would say, but Nailed I'm it. just <laughs> watching. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing these things. Indeed, that's true. Mm -hmm. But... Your mind is being affected by these things. Desensitization to the things of God is taking place. I mean, a you're becoming desensitized and being to, groomed mm -hmm. to 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 be conformed to these things, or simply desensitizing yourself to the shock of mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. You know, at the very least. Yeah. But if we observe the scripture here in Psalm 1, in verse 2, we find the emphasis. And let, let us not miss that. Yep. Because we can get caught up and try to deal with these two verses mm -hmm. and miss the emphasis of scripture in this case. Mm -hmm. Listen to the emphasis. Okay, so it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in, this, in the... In the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, right? That that calls fellowship, conformity to these things, right? Mm -hmm. In the mm -hmm. psalmist, it says that the man who avoids this thing is a man who is complete. Mm -hmm. A man who is thoroughly complete, yeah. fully supplied by God. But then the emphasis comes very clear in verse 2. But then it says, but his delight is in the law mm -hmm. of the Lord and in and on his law, he meditates day and night. Mm -hmm. And and there we have the... That is a all-comprehensive statement. Yep. When is it the meant to meditate on the law of the Lord? Only on Sundays? Only on Wednesday night? Or maybe in his quiet time mm -hmm. in the morning? No. The completion day of... Day and night. The, the completeness the Hebrew, the Hebrew of this. Liter The Hebrew alliteration there yeah. is day and night. 
Yeah. We go back to Genesis. That right? means 24 7, right. 366. And the, na- the night and the day. And we talk about night yeah. and day. And it is a completion. A, God's creation is complete. He's complete. He said it was right. good. And therefore makes it holistic and complete. So, in that same premise, that same Hebrew alliteration, we, we can find ourselves with the same concept of this is a 24 7 ordeal. This yes. is a complete. A complete uh, daily, I guess you could say, yeah. hourly. It is even it, by the minute. If we we must, it is you know. a, a a complete exhortation. Mm-hmm. It is an overwhelming principle. When is a man of God to meditate on His law, day and night, all the time? Now, <laughs> though, now though, all the time. Somebody will object. Well, that is impossible. I have to work mm-hmm. and all these things. And, and we must understand that. That we are not yet what we ought to be. Mm-hmm. But we must long to be what we Already, are. Already but not what yet. What we are not. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. We are not yet what we ought to be. But we must desire to mm-hmm. be what we are not yet. Mm-hmm. And we are not what we used to be. Mm-hmm. So we are not what we used to be. We are not what we need to be. But we are to desire to be what we are not. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I know that makes sense. The point here is that what I want as a believer and what the Spirit is grooming and, and harvesting in me and producing in me is mm-hmm. this longing to desire to meditate in the law of the Lord mm-hmm. day and night. Yep. Granted. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. But that's it, that it is what the Christian should aim for. That's the goal. That is the that's Th- that's the, what the emphasis mm-hmm. is emphasis, in this verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in the fact that well, you know, if I walk in the counsel of the wicked or if I stand in the way of sinners or if I sit in the seat of the scoffers, can I lose my salvation? Mm-hmm. You if you have that view, there's a problem with you. you that's really, another podcast. You, that's another <laughs> podcast. You you do not you, you are looking back. Mm-hmm. You're like Lot's wife. Yeah. Because the emphasis is not in what is living, what we are leaving behind, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is forward to what the Scripture is calling us to. Yeah. You know, that's, that is that is the, the 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 emphasis that that we must keep. You know, that is the the what we must emphasize, mm-hmm. right, uh, right? And we have gone now further that we intended to do in this podcast. Yeah. Part two will be shorter, we promise. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it is. A difficult, it will be shorter than an hour. It is, it is a difficult. Um, it is a difficult subject, mm-hmm. and we want to be um, fair, right? We want to be biblical, absolutely. Um, it is impossible. To think that we're going to be able to address such a difficult and, mm-hmm. and dicey topic right. just in thirty minutes or right. in two hour, or in one hour, two hours, but it is a, it's almost a lifelong process. It is to it, it to, is to take apart. It you know? is, but at least we hope to be able to offer mm-hmm. a prince, uh, set of principles, biblical principles, mm-hmm. or at least to raise the question. Yeah. You know, where right. am I in my Christian life? What is my direction? What are the longings of my heart? Mm-hmm. And why is this topic making me angry? Mm-hmm. You know, why is this making me angry? Right, right. Uh, valid questions. Sure, you know, absolutely. Um, 
we can only compel you to Scripture, mm-hmm. to Amen. discern the Word of God. And we believe that the Word of God is sufficient, mm-hmm. and God is a, not a God of confusion. Mm-hmm. You know? right. So we have only sought today to bring forth biblical principles to mm-hmm. bear into this topic before before we go and pull out a tangible right. example right. of of what Hollywood does right. and what Hollywood teaches and and I must say just to finish that not everything that Hollywood produces uh, is bad mm-hmm. but if we are honest we've got to say if we talk about percentages maybe a 10 percent of what Hollywood produces mm-hmm. could be, if any, maybe, maybe, maybe acceptable, mm-hmm. maybe a, a redeemable, right. you know. But it's the, a fraction of a fraction. A fraction of a fraction, mm-hmm. yes. But in general terms, mm-hmm. um, what I hope that we can take home today is, yeah. if anything, movies are not neutral and they do teach something. We're going to continue to explore that topic in the next podcast. So, Brother Eric, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Uh, we just thank you guys for listening. Uh, you've been listening to Discerning the Times with Marty and Brother Eric. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye.